this is Pam and this is Must Love Food. Welcome. Today I've got uh, my colleagues Haley and Maddie and we are going to talk about an article that the three of us worked on together. We all had proposed this idea over the years or variations of this idea about childhood treats. I remember when I was a kid coming home, I probably would get a cookie or so, or I would take something to school, or I might have a special breakfast sometime, grab and go. And our three treats are Pop-Tarts, which Haley developed, graham crackers, which I developed, and animal cookies, which Maddie developed. And I have to say, I love both of those that you guys developed too. I, I remember as a kid, always getting the little Barnum and Bailey little box of uh, animal crackers. And I would, you know, ask for them when we went shopping and my mom would get them. And Pop-Tarts were not a regular in our house, but oh, when we got them and you just open that foil pack and you could warm it in the, in the toaster and um, oh, nothing like it. I and totally I remember that. Um, so nostalgic. Yes. And then for myself, I... Um, I've kind of adopted a little bit of a healthier uh, eating approach as I've gotten a little older. And um, so I was intrigued by graham crackers. And the interesting thing on graham crackers is they actually were, they did start as a sort of a health food. They were developed by a guy named uh, Sylvester Graham in the 1830s. And he really proposed like a vegetarian diet. And he really poo-pooed white um, flour. And so um, he used whole wheat flour and developed these kind of crackers that were sort of bland and kind of dense and all of this. But and they have Nabisco got a hold of it. And so turned them into something that I remembered that I really liked as a kid. And so my version was um, probably uh, a healthier version than the um, package stuff that you would normally get. But um, still have some sweetness and some familiarity. So anyway, that is what we created. And um, I'm just kind of, I think I'm thinking of the layout. I believe Pop-Tarts were first. So we'll talk Pop-Tarts, which have become kind of a popular thing for people to make these days. I know they seem really hot right now. And it's probably because it's really simple. Now there's a lot of people making it with puff pastry or some sort of purchased pastry, but the dough is really easy to make. You can make it right in your food processor, chill it down, roll it to the specified dimensions and cut rectangles out of them. And basically, so I had two fillings on them. One was a strawberry jam and I put cornstarch in that to thicken it up a little bit because uh, too much moisture was kind of causing too many air pockets and blowouts on the tops of the pastries when they were done. And then the second flavor, the brown sugar cinnamon, which seemed to be the most popular, that had just a little bit of flour in it um, to prevent that sugar from liquefying kind of too much. Um, but yeah, you just put whichever filling you want right in the center, egg wash the edges on both sides. Uh, press the edges together, crimp it with a fork, and then poke some holes in the top and bake them. And now they're really good without frosting, but if you want it, we have recipes for that in there as well. And, um, you know, I, I may have eaten two Pop-Tarts at a time, which I guess <laughs> I think is the serving size, right? I mean. So what was your favorite of the two? Uh, okay, I will say I, I'm not a big strawberry jam fan, 
but I liked the jam one better than the cinnamon one. If I made these with my favorite jam, I'd go for blackberry. Oh, uh, okay. That'd be tasty too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, was trying to remember if I had had the cinnamon, the commercial version of them. And I'm going to guess probably over a period of time I did, but I was, I remember as a kid always liking this, the strawberry version, but yours, I really, really liked the cinnamon version a lot. Uh, um, yeah, that was, that was my favorite. Um, and what about you, Maddie? I think I was with Haley and I liked the strawberry mm -hmm. just because, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a classic and it just was like nice flavors and, um, the cinnamon was good. Um, I did like it with the frosting, I think better just a hair, you know, which was surprising, like a hair more sweeter. Like, does that make any sense? <laughs> <laughs> it's filled with sugar. I mean, right. Um, uh, I like the texture, you know, and surprised well, to see how easy they were. So mm -hmm. something you said that some people are making them with purchased puff pastry, which I am surprised at that you would use that kind of dough in. I know. I would think it would get kind of way too puffy. And too, almost too crispy. And because I think of them as a little, and I, not as a negative, but a little denser, a little more pie-like. Yes. And your dough was more of a pie dough, correct? Correct. Okay. Yep. I so, believe it. I believe it had an egg in it, which takes it further away from a pie dough, but um, makes it not quite so tender and flaky. Which we all love tender and flaky, but when you're eating a handheld pastry like that, you can't have it, you know, kind of falling apart in your hand. So the so egg the, helps with that. Okay. I mean, you said easy for you. So you're basically taking your dough, splitting it in half, I'm assuming, and then rolling it into sort of rectangles mm -hmm. and then cutting your pieces so yeah. that they match up. So you have a top and bottom, basically. And then you fill it and then put, basically making mini pies. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Pretty easy. I still remember, like, growing up with, like, Pop-Tarts and my mom, I remember we would like whenever a new pop tart would come out, you know, most of the time we always had generic stuff. Like, I'm not going to lie, but pop tarts <laughs> was one like we would splurge on because it was like all the flavor, the new flavors. Like there was like an ice cream one, I think, but she found out like, cause I don't know if it was on the box or if she just happened to try it, but like we would put them in the freezer even and like, kind of like break them off that way and eat them like frozen. Those were tasty <laughs> that way too. <laughs> Um, and okay, is there anything else Pop Tart we want to share? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I guess if you think that jam is gonna be gonna be your jam, then <laughs> but you're not a fan of strawberry, feel free to swap out any flavor that you want. You know, or make your own jam. Or make your own. Yeah, you just want it to be a little bit thicker, you know, so that it's not gonna ooze out and be too wet in there. Um, that was, I think for me, I think why I preferred, and, and I know, I think you said you thought the cinnamon was sweeter. I felt the commercial jam for me was too, it was, it almost was too prominent. And, um, I think that's kind of where I, why I netted for the other, um, yeah, to each his own, right? <laughs> Definitely. You know, but the flavors that I chose, I chose because I, yeah. you know, did a poll of the staff. 
And uh, it turned out that those two flavors were the most popular flavors I was seeing online as well when I was researching. Uh, I'm just sitting here and going back and uh, I think it was in the same issue we have mentioned that we did the food in jars and we did that tomato jam. What do you think? Do you think that would be a good to do sort of a savory? I think that, that would be good. chunky, I believe, if I remember. So you might just have to puree it. Buzz it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, I think that would be good because the pastry itself is not overly sweet. And so I think it would be a good pairing. Yeah. Put that tomato jam in there. Heck yeah. Yeah. Just maybe uh, not uh, sweet frosting. I was just going to yeah, say, no yeah. frosting. Yeah. <laughs> maybe put some like Parmesan on the top. and. Yeah. Well, I'm there. thinking like as a side for soup or something, or I don't know. Okay, girls, don't give away our recipe idea. Hey, why, why didn't we think of this before? <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down for later. Yes. Love it. Um, Okay, so I kind of gave a little history on the graham crackers. Like I said, they were originally developed in the 1800s, almost 100 years ago, by a guy named Sylvester Graham, hence the name Graham Crackers. So, I mean, I love, like, graham cracker crust. Uh, I've, I've never been a huge s'mores person. It's just I didn't really grow up with that too much. But I just, I love simple kind of plain um, desserts a lot of times. Um, the simplicity of it, I and, and the simplicity of a graham cracker is something that I just appreciate. And, um, and I just like that flavor. And um, I struggled with this recipe a little bit and I made many versions of it and it was very much the Goldilocks. So first one was too wet and I think I had two versions of that. Second one, four versions, too dry. Finally, third version went back to two versions of it. But the third round um, was just right. <laughs> and uh, so got some feedback on... Um, sort of base recipe and then did modifications and came back with four versions, uh, the fourth for the fourth round and um, found a winner. And I was not loving these at all. And I was kind of disheartened because I had wanted to do these for a long time. I was getting good feedback. People were enjoying them, but I was just maybe so over it and just wasn't feeling, I was not in my zone. But then I made them for photography and I ate them after. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, these are okay. These are pretty good, actually. I really like these. <laughs> Not to mention you were doing all these rounds by yourself at home. And it's so frustrating when it's like, you know, you don't have feedback from others, but it's like, okay, here's the next round. And then after how many times you're like, I'm over this. I don't even <laughs> want to eat it. I don't want anything to do with this recipe. I'm done. <laughs> well, yes, very much so. Yeah. Especially the first two rounds. Cause I was just like, these are, this is not viable. This isn't usable. I can't do anything. I can't get any feedback. And so Third round, I did get some feedback, and fourth round, I, I actually, I believe I made the doughs at home and then brought them in, baked them off in the office. Yeah. Um, yes, so, but I had shared some in the third round outside with you all, and so that that helped, and uh, yeah, it's um There it's was a, a lot process. of drive-by drop-offs. <laughs> yes. <like> yes. <laughs> Maybe it'll look a little shady. I'm just pulling up in my car, passing a little package through the window. Exactly. Here's, a, here's a baggie of stuff. I swear, it's, you know, it's food. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> but uh, okay, folks. So you can you can rest assured that this has been a well tested recipe. <laughs> it is, and I can vouch for it. It's quite tasty. Yeah, and especially if you if you like graham crackers or kind of um, like to cook with um, a little bit of whole wheat flour. And so there is, I'm not going to say they're um, the um, healthiest thing on the face of the earth, but they're 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 more nutritious than um, some other kind of cookie that you could find out there. So. Yeah. Um, I still remember in middle school, one of the first recipes that we were taught in home ec. Now, this is really silly, but um, anyways, we weren't making graham crackers. It was literally you took a graham cracker and you put like butter over top of it and some brown sugar. And I, I think that may have been it, maybe a little cinnamon. I can't remember. And then you like put it in the microwave for just a little bit and let it like caramelize. And that was like it. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I was talking about graham crackers with uh, friends. Um, I had lunch on deck uh, on Saturday and we were talking about graham crackers and it reminded me, well, somebody brought up the fact that growing up, they ate their graham crackers with canned frosting and I had never oh, done yeah. that, but we did that in the test kitchen one day. Um, and I don't know if it's something Robin did or you did, Maddie, but somebody had the idea and it it's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, we would always do it growing up because like one of the like for our birthdays, my mom would always make us like kind of like a cookie cake. So uh -huh. she would like have a chocolate chip cookie dough and then just get canned frosting. So with the leftover frosting, my mom and I would either eat it by the spoonful or <laughs> maybe put it on some graham crackers. <laughs> okay. Well. We never had jarred frosting in our house, but I would come home for the graham crackers and I would just make a quick little powdered sugar glaze. But my big thing oh. was I, it was a different color every time because I wanted to use food coloring too. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. So then that takes us to the, uh, the zoo yeah, <laughs> the, literally. and the animals. Oh my gosh. You had the most adorable cookie cutters. So cute. They were. And I think that was kind of like my intention was I wanted an excuse to get these cookie cutters and to finally <laughs> use them because you see them everywhere. Like I think King Arthur Flower sells them. Um, we ordered through Amazon and they're just the cutest and easy to use cookie cutters. Um, but they were, I think it was like, a, what was it? A, a giraffe, a lion, um, zebra. Was there an oh, elephant? Yes, I think there was four now that I'm thinking of it. But so they're just really cute. They're like little springs, like, you know, little press down cutters. Um, so the little. They were probably like inch by inch or one and a half by one and a half or something like that. Yeah. They weren't that big, but man, are they adorable. And they really held the shape. Well, that's the thing that I think is probably one of the challenging things in developing a recipe like that. Um, is not just the cutter you use, but the, the recipe you have that the it will hold the shape of whatever you're pressing w it with. And so, um, and one of the things that I think was a nice twist on um, things that you did, and because there was a discussion of frosted versus un uh, unfrosted. And I, again, I'm a purist. I grew up with the just little box and I don't even know if they sold the frosted ones in the little box. I don't think so. So it was a very plain little um, cookie. 
And, um, and then yes, I've had the frosted ones. Uh, but so in lieu of doing frosting, you chose to do three flavors. Yes. So it was kind of like Neapolitan esque. Uh -huh. So like we had a basic vanilla dough that you divided into three. So you'd have a vanilla cookie. And then I took another portion of that vanilla and added some cocoa to make it chocolate. But and took the vanilla out? Nope. So you, okay. so it's like you make one big batch of vanilla dough okay. and then you, we'd separate it into three dough balls. Okay. So one dough ball will be just vanilla. You roll, cut it out. It's done. Um, gotcha. The second dough ball is going to be chocolate. So I added, I believe just some cocoa to it and then mixed it up and let that one go. And then last was strawberry. And that one was simply just adding um, strawberry jam or preserves, um, mm -hmm. and a thing. little bit of food color, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause you had I, no, and I wanted to kind of steer away from using, um, flavoring. So I was really impressed with just adding some jam really had enough flavor to like identify as strawberry because like you can buy the strawberry flavoring, but I was like, I just, you know, it's so fake tasting to me that I'd rather use something that people had like jelly or jam on hand at home already. So um, it was fun. It did take a couple rounds as well, trying to really make sure like those flavors stood out and not be too dry or too, you know, or spread too much. And I mean, I think the whole recipe came out with over a hundred cookies, like so. <laughs> Well, well because so tiny, you can tiny. eat many at a time. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then you're like, okay, I got to try a vanilla, a chocolate, a strawberry. And they're like, uh -huh. okay, well, they're so small. Maybe another vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. <laughs> okay. So then the, the real telltale is how, how did the girls like them? Oh, they loved them. They <laughs> thought they were cute. And then they wanted the cutters. And like, um, but I think it's also because my grandpa would get all the great grandkids like whenever he saw them a box of graham you know of like you would have the little barnum and bailey box of, so they always had those on hand and so whenever he'd come by or we went there he'd give the girls or you know my nieces and nephews another you know their second cousins mm -hmm. and boxes of you know and so it was like they always loved them so then mm -hmm. like to have flavor added to them was kind of like a fun little perk. <laughs> But I had to be like, you can't eat them all. They have to go in to get shot, like, and taste it. <laughs> so they weren't happy when I limited them to, like, a strawberry, a vanilla, and a chocolate. And I may have, like, separated out the pretty ones from the uglier ones. So <laughs> these are the ones you guys can eat. <laughs> well, and Teresa did a, an adorable um, opening spread for that article, too, where the animals are... It looks like a hill or walking <laughs> up and down some hills. And um, yes. And uh, and I suggested for, for mine that we do do them sort of as a s'more, but uh, just because that's so classic for um, uh, graham crackers. But yes, exactly. Oh, I had this all wrong. I thought we started with Pop-Tarts. <laughs> Actually, I was lost. I got it totally out of order now that I'm thinking of the order. Oh, no <laughs> That's well, and your, yours, all they needed was, um, I think they were just, on, were they on a, the uh, the rack? Mine? Is that how they were um, shot? I think they were, were they coming out of that toaster, toaster. image that Teresa oh, okay. created? Or? 
Okay. So this article was a lot of fun illustrations. So yeah. it was, you know, so it was just a cute article in general. Like yes. see, like Teresa had some real fun things going on with it. Because mm -hmm. so, I think under yours had kind of a little a campfire like yes. illustration yes. and yeah, yeah, really cute. Um. Well, you know what it reminded me of just a little bit too, almost like kind of cartoon images, like the pow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Right. Uh -huh. Um, well, and it was funny because like the cookie cutters, like two of the shapes would like, you know, instead of like being able to march like all together, they would be like facing each other, you know? And so we were, Teresa's like, I'm going to have to have Alan, our color specialist, <laughs> like flip them. So they're all facing the right way, you know, like, or else that's like traffic jams, like all over, <laughs> like <laughs> the little things we think of that anyone else would probably would have been like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> Cutie animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will, um, you know, as I said before, this is a, a different year for back to school. Um, and we we all seem to have great nostalgia with these um, treats from our childhood and from coming home from school or taking things to school uh, with treats like these. And so um, whether your child is... Uh, learning in person at school, learning at home, or doing a virtual. Um, don't forget the childhood treats that they can then um, build some memories with. And uh, you can make some homemade treats for them with this article and these recipes. And uh, let us know if you make them and uh, how they turn out. We would uh, love to see some pictures too. So um, go to our Facebook page or our Instagram and uh, tag us and uh, yeah. Happy back to school, kids. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! I know the moms are happy, right? <laughs> sort of. If, if, you, if they can go to school. <laughs> that is true. That is true. This year is, is a different year altogether. For sure. All right. Well, ladies, thanks for joining me today and sharing um, kind of our background for this article that was kind of a really fun twist on, on something that we've been talking about. So. Uh, thank you, and thanks for listening, and uh, see you next time. Visit our site to learn about special offers, new products, and more for purchase. We offer live cooking seminars from pasta making and cast iron cooking to pie baking and stir frying techniques. Our special interest publications feature recipes centered around certain topics like feel-good food and slow cooker dinners. We also offer custom at-home branded kitchen tools such as aprons, cutting boards, and bench knives. Shop all of our offerings at cuisineathome.com.